Welcome to All About TRH, aka All About the Truth. On today's episode, we cover the latest from the Royal Housewives of Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills, plus touch on Miami. Hi, Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. You guys, this was a bad week for us of reporting on shows because the other night, I think it was not yesterday, but the day before, I literally slept at 6.30. I needed to catch up from BravoCon, and we had immediately did like a two-hour episode on BravoCon. Then we were we also did an episode on Patreon, and I was just beat. Chantel, were you not beat? Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's because the time change from Las Vegas to Michigan or the whole like daylight savings time, but you guys, I cannot get up. And then, but I'm sleeping really late though. No, I literally slept. I had put Jack down to bed and it was six 30. I slept and I did not wake up until seven. I will say like when you do sleep, but uh, you have to obviously be very tired and you wake up, like you just feel so good. Uh, you're tired, but then you feel good that whole day. And we do, Chantal and I both sleep really late. So we like, we're not catching up on shows. I was, I was tired guys. I was so tired. So I'm sorry, this has been a bad week. And you know what? Bravo is, is I think Bravo put too much on us with all these shows. It's yeah. Like you guys, there's literally Potomac on Sundays and Mary to Medicine. And then yeah. you then you go to Salt Lake City on is it Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. I watch on Peacock, so sometimes I forget what day, what days Tuesday. it airs. And then you have Beverly Hills on Wednesday and Miami, and then, and then you have Southern Charm on Thursday. Right, it's too much. It really is. So, um, and and with us, it's not like we're just watching the show. I will say my Miami recap is going to be. I just have one point to make because I was blow drying my hair during it, and I was like, I cannot sit and write notes. It's a lot. It is. So I'm sorry, but I. Um, have been, I, I was really good with Salt Lake City and all that. Uh, yeah, I think for next, starting next week, we'll like, if we missed an episode of this week, we'll just kind of touch on things right. like, for the next episode. Yeah. yeah, sorry guys. It's been a crazy week. And then of course my children don't have school today. I swear to God, private school, they never have school. But you guys, um, like, can we talk about how I'm caught up on Southern Charm? I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Yeah, thank God. I didn't watch yesterday's episode though. No, no, same, but I'm just, I'm caught up till oh. yesterday's episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, these yeah. girls are just desperate in that show, huh? Uh, desperate. I don't think the girls in Southern Charm are desperate. They're so desperate for attention. It's disgusting. Like they go back to their exes. They're awfully like, oh, awfully is not a word that you guys know, but like they're loser um, boyfriends. I just can't with them. Like go out and get like a badass guy, just like Madison did, and you guys will be fine. Just like Chantal, there's a slim picking in areas. Like no, guys I don't just want to bang. So. I feel like it's such easier said than done. Chantal, someone wrote a review and told us to stop yelling. <laughs> yelling? Yeah. Do we yell? I don't think so. Or imagine if we were monotone. Like, do we yell? I'm like, we're energetic. Don't you want that? You I guys sound like you guys sound like our our husbands. I know, right? Literally, <laughs> stop yelling. I'm like, this is how I talk. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, I can tell your mom. <laughs> um, that's too funny. So, I mean, there's been so many podcasts, like, after, um, since BravoCon, and there's just been so much crap. I don't even, there's been a lot, there's been a lot going on, huh, Chantel, in the social yeah, like, media. I, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, sometimes you're excited to see what, like, the stars after BravoCon have to say, but then sometimes they say a whole lot of nothing. So, it's like, it's like, okay, and I think, like, Paige, for example, you guys, on her Giggly Squad, which I like Paige, I think she's really funny, but she was just so, like, 
I blacked out. I have no idea what happened. I wanted to go to my room. I wanted to go to my bed. And it's like, okay, like, that's all oh you took gosh. from BravoCon weekend is that gosh. you blacked yeah. out. The only thing she did say that was kind of, like, cute was, like, she was, like, if this weekend affirmed to me, like, how much, like, she's, like, obsessed with Craig because she's, like, we would see each other from across the room. And I'd be, like, I just want to go by, by him, you know? I feel like cute. I feel like that stuff is, like, so exciting. Like, I feel like Paige is with him for the exciting stuff. Like, I feel like that would be exciting, too, if I, like, saw my husband in the other room. But I feel like when they're, like, literally, like, with her, especially because I just feel like she doesn't want to get married and things of that sort, I feel like if she was just, like, constantly living at his house and there was, like, not exciting things like that happening, which this eventually will die down for them, I mean, maybe, but um i feel like she would not be into it but when they do things like this together it's fun mm, yeah that's just how i feel about her and craig's relationship uh well let's let's go into salt lake city Chantel, because there's a lot it, to me there it was so crazy seeing monica on the show not because she looks heavy but when we met her she literally had no body i mean i still find her beautiful but like wh- where's your body I know. I think it's, like, too extreme. Like, she, like, had a good body on the show, you know? It's, like, how do you go from that to what we saw at Robocon? And she has a lot of hair, you guys. So, it, like, you know when you have, like, no body and then a lot of hair, it's, like, is it, are you falling? I don't know. It was a lot. Are we going to talk about the rumor, or not the rumor, the 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 new, um like, hot topic about Monica and Heather before we get into the show? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We can. Um Wild stuff. And it, it all started when... Heather recently came out and said that Monica is a liar and you shouldn't believe anything that Monica says. And I was like, wow, like I, listen, we were at BravoCon and not one person spoke to Monica. Like I never saw them together or her with anyone on the cast. I don't even know where she hung out at night, but what was weird is I really didn't see any of them hang out with each other at night. But now we find out that, you know, both of them are suing each other. And crazy. I know. And um, it was first came from Heather's lip lab. It's called lip lab, right? I think whatever her beauty lab, beauty lab, Um, beauty lab is suing Monica for her not paying her bills. And then Monica countersues you guys and says, you guys give me a botched look, which I'm sorry, Monica, just fucking pay. Right. And like, I guess they also said that they gave her a plan to pay $200 a month and it's on all about They gave her a plan to pay $200 a month and she didn't even do that. So, uh, and this I, was also yeah. done, um, way before like Monica was casted on the show. Like this was in 2019. It said it was. Yeah, which was so crazy. Yeah, it says that Monica signed a contract with them on December 10, 2019 to pay $2,500 for cosmetic injection services, which is so awkward, by the way, because she joined the show after and she's probably like, hey, Heather, like, I never paid you. And um, she only paid the initial uh, payment of $449, including the $49 setup fee and then a $400 down payment. So she was supposed to make 200 monthly payments over the next 10 months. She failed to do. And that's just so awkward to me. So in September... She later amended her response file to counterclaim on November 7th. This is, and she sued for breach of independent duty of care, breach of contract, and breach of duty um, of good faith and fair dealing. This is bad for Monica. We'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, LifeMD. Looking to lose weight and improve your health? 
you're not alone. More than 40% of Americans are considered clinically obese, but without the right resources and support, the path to better health can be challenging to say the least. The good news is LifeMD can help. As one of the world's leading online health care providers, LifeMD takes the hassle, expense, and guesswork out of reaching your weight loss goals. Its comprehensive weight management program combines access to breakthrough GLP-1 medications with coaching and metabolic testing to help patients on their journey to lose weight and maintain their results long-term. Visit lifemd.com slash TRH to start your weight loss journey. And rest assured, with LifeMD, losing weight doesn't need to break the bank. They'll help you maximize your insurance coverage to make medication as affordable as possible. If you're not satisfied for any reason, you can cancel any time. With the right resources and support, losing weight doesn't need to feel like an uphill battle. Embrace your journey towards a healthier, happier you and achieve lasting, sustainable weight loss with LifeMD by your side. Visit LifeMD.com slash TRH to get started so you can enjoy a brighter tomorrow. That's LifeMD.com slash TRH. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. Because what will happen now is Heather is going to go to producers and be like, this is now my business. Like she did the wrong thing. She's sitting there counter suing for not paying her bills and it's getting too far. So if everyone can't get along with Monica and then this happens, Bravo is going to be like, Monica might be a liability. And if she's a liability, we don't need her on the show. You know, if this is what she's going to do, like sue her, you know, um, co-star. Because this happened prior to Monica joining. And it's like, Monica, just pay the bill. How embarrassing. Just pay the bill and now pay the whatever you need to do get, to get it out a of the law. A lot of people get fillers or whatever the hell they get or whatever she got. And they don't end up liking it. Or they, they feel like they didn't see results. Imagine all the people, the times like you wish you could sue people for that. Like, no, you're going to spend more money in a lawsuit than paying your fucking bill. I know this is this is really bad for her. Yeah, it's and I just not think good. I know Bravo doesn't like this shit. And I, and it's almost like with her, it's like she tries to act like she's so truthful and she'll air out all her dirty laundry. And it's like, then why didn't you air out this? Like, why wasn't this right. a conversation? Yeah, why then? didn't we hear about this? That's so crazy. So, um, Angie and Monica meet up, and let's let's start the let's go back to Salt Lake City because yeah, that is wild, but. During the episode, Angie and Monica meet up, and Angie brings her a book about loving herself and asking for help. And at first, I was like, is there shade to it? But then I thought it was pretty genuine. Yeah, I thought that was really nice of Angie. I think yeah. Angie Angie can can fight when she wants to, but also she can be very nice right. when she wants to. Monica says she thought she was being a good friend by telling Angie about the rumor. And Angie says, well, you were also doubling down and said that you heard he's good in bed, which, yes, he is in my bed, but no one else's bed. And Angie is right to be frustrated by that comment because if my girlfriend said that, it's a no for me. Like, we're done. Um, Monica says she did say something about boyfriends, but not that he's good in bed. And then we see a flashback where she says people are bragging about his sex, which is... Do you do you think they thing. truly don't remember? Or you think that this is just, like, them lying? Because they do this often. But, like, I also try to think about, like, conversations that I have with people and I probably, like, you know, fib the truth or, like, forget yeah. like exactly what I say. But it's, like... How do you for, how do you forget that moment? I'm sure I don't remember exactly, but some people are really good at that, so I don't know. I know, and then Bravo makes you look so crazy when they just right. showed the little you know preview. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're like, dang. Monica says she feels like whatever Lisa says is truth to her, but I mean, uh, Lisa has been honest, so I am confused. Um, she was telling the truth about what Monica just said. 
Monica says her intent was never to cause harm. And I feel like Angie handled it well. But when Monica cried, it did make me emotional because she said her kids haven't been in a family gathering setting like how it was at Angie's house in years. And she loved all the special touches Angie did. And I love that too. I don't know why that made me emotional. I know. But I also think you can create those like special memories with your kids. You know, you can create like such a beautiful like home. Right. For your Whether kids to you be have in. so much money or you don't. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's about all that. about, yeah, it's all about the intent. Like right. your kids don't know any better until they're very old and they really like realize, like, oh, we didn't have that much, but like I love my childhood. Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm that mom that does everything for my kids, like where I go extra, but it's not about money because I do a lot of DIYs and stuff. So I just wish it was like that for every kid. So it did make me sad because it sounds like with Monica, what's happened in her life is she's gotten distracted with like the outside noise or the drama of it all with like her husband or her mom or the brother-in-law, you know? Um, That's just how I look at it. She says her mom never came to holidays or things before, but then started coming once the divorce happened. And then it would end in a fight where she'd be like, why did I even invite her? And that's a shitty feeling because these are supposed to be good moments. Yeah. They're just in a very toxic relationship together. Yeah. I need to talk to that ex-husband though. (laughs) Um. I did get emotional also when Angie opened up about her mother. It kills me that any child could literally not have a mom. And when she said she didn't have a chance to love her mother, that broke me. I was shocked by this. Like you, the way you, that you see their family grow up and then the husband or the dad that she has, it's shocking to know that her mom was like abusing alcohol. I know. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, sometimes it just, it happens, you know, it has nothing to do with like your surroundings. Just crazy. She had a lot of kids, so it's a wild. I know. That's why it's like, you know, you would think, I don't know. There's nothing, we yeah. can't judge that, but it just, it's wild. Lisa helps Mary with some props for, um, I'm no, Whitney. Whitney. Jesus Christ, Mary. <laughs> no, definitely did not win uh, Mary with some props for Bobby's birthday. And Whitney says she's not inviting Mary to Bobby's birthday. And things get tricky here. Whitney tells Lisa that Monica is abused. And Lisa says, I love how conveniently someone is abused, um, but you also can be abusive. And, you know, I don't think Lisa should have said that. But I also don't like when people are extra nasty and then blame how they were grown up, how they were raised. Because there's so many amazing stories of people able to get to the other side despite how they were raised. But to me, Lisa should have not said that at least out loud. Yeah, I think she's being too hard. And but for her, with her defense, all she saw was that scene that right. we all saw at Easter, and we all were like, "The way Monica d- talks is crazy." And then the next episode, we see a scene where we really notice that her mom is, is psycho. It's not Monica. So I think once Lisa sees the episodes and sees the mom, she's gonna she's gonna feel bad for that comment. I as I hope she feels bad for it. That's something I'd say in my head. Like, you know those things, but you can never say out loud. Yeah. You know? <laughs> even saying it, even saying it in my head, I'd be scared. I'd be like, oh, stop thinking this way. I don't know. Um, I, I, but I do agree in the sense, like, if your mom is horrible, she shouldn't be on the show. And that's what Lisa's trying to say. But I also um, think I haven't seen Monica make an excuse about the, you know, the rumor because her mom. Yeah. They're yeah. separate things, but. I know. Um. Heather is talking about Lisa and the Mormon stuff again to Meredith. And I'm over this conversation. I don't think it's a big deal. Even if the church did want you to cover your shoulders, like, okay, I mean, you're not going to dress like a hoochie mama to church. Like what, what the fuck? Like, I'm so confused here. So that's okay. If you cover your shoulders, there's nothing wrong with that, but nothing was cuter than Bobby getting ready for her 13th birthday. And she's like, oh my gosh, I have eyebrows. I think that was such the like if I was Whitney that that would be my favorite scene ever that she's ever filmed and she can she go so back excited. and back. It was so cute. Um, Bobby looks like 
um what's Winnie's the, husband the name? dad yeah <laughs> oh my god she's this twin it's so crazy I feel like always the first daughter looks like the dad because they want to make sure that you're the father I, oh wow. that you know who you the father take- is yeah <laughs> Heather calls Angie to see if she's coming to Bobby's birthday and she says yes and they ask Lisa um is it if she's coming with the kids and Angie's like, yeah, did you hear about Jack getting accepted to Columbia and having his announcement and this intimate gathering with Whitney and Angie and Heather feels rejected. Let me tell you guys something about my babies. I will protect my babies at all costs. And when it's an exciting time for them, I will never have negative energy or someone who is questioning them around them to celebrate. So I don't know why Heather is feeling rejected when she keeps talking about Jack's mission and how she's concerned to anyone that will listen. I don't want your energy around my kids during that time of you feeling that way. And hello, season like one and two, bad weather versus Lisa. You guys have never, never been best friends. So that the fact that you're feeling so hurt by Lisa not inviting you, and then you've been talking bad about the thing that Jack is about to do. I, I really, I think she's in the Lulu world. Yeah, like, well, she's like, she feels rejected. It's, it's not about you. Like, this is about my kid at this point, and you clearly don't agree with my kid because you're talking about it with everyone who will listen. So, bye. Side note, did you? Yeah. Side note, did you see, like, what she was rapping for Bobby? Like, she's had, like, all this, like, unicorn stuff. It's like, Bobby's 13. I'm sure an eight-year-old wants that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, did, I was, like, at that point, I didn't know Bobby was 13, so I didn't realize, but, yeah. Um, like, she's please like, don't give that to my kid. Thank you. I mean, if my kid was sold to unicorns at 13, I'd be happy. So I would take that over anything instead of them being in a crop top with. Like, oh, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying. I don't know if Bobby is, but I'm just like thinking like Heather. And they're like, the yes, I stan Alex Earl. And I'm like, no, you 13 year old ass. Like, go sit down <laughs> and like play with the unicorns. Alex Earl's like a TikTok star. Um, so it's Bobby's birthday. It looks fun. Meredith literally leaves after 10 minutes. Um, I was scared. Where was she this whole episode? She wasn't even at the. The, like, lunch Lisa did, too, and, like, they are on the right path of being, you know, better friends, so that was weird. I feel like Meredith does have social anxiety, and we talk about it at BravoCon. I really sense, like, big groups give her that. I can tell. Mm. And just from how I would see her. And so Heather tells... So Heather tells Monica what Lisa said to Whitney about her mom's relationship. Monica says Lisa is obsessed with her. As Heather and Monica are talking about it, Lisa literally rolls on over. And little does she know that Heather is telling Monica that Lisa said she is embellishing the drama with her mom. Like, how awkward. And, like, the way – I'm sure producers are, like, go over there because, you know, why would she just sit there? But the way that Heather right away tells her, it's like, dang, give a moment. Oh, for sure. That was wild. Um. Lisa says she saw her mom smooth things over, so she didn't understand why Monica is saying she's abused. And Monica said her mom is charming, comparing her to Ted Bundy, which is like pretty like intense to do. Monica like you says, did not just you did not just compare your mom to a damn serial killer. Yeah, Monica says her kids don't even want to be around her. And Lisa asks, then why'd you bring her to Easter? She says they have an up and down relationship. She's like, well, is she present in their lives? And she's like, well, ask the kids. And Lisa's like, I'm not going to ask the kids. But like, what do you think about her saying that? I think she like, she got her on that comment. Like she like schooled her. But I also think she just, she comes in so aggressive. And I hate using that word because sometimes I think we're like that too. But it's like so exhausting every time you have a conversation with her. And it, she just is always on 10. So it's like, right. she's gonna, she's gonna automatically put you on 10 as well. Right. Um, it's so crazy though, with her, like 
she would, she'd be the person that I would hate to fight with, like literally hate to fight with because she would get to me always. Exactly. It's like, she's going to automatically, if you say something like wrong, she's like, no, she like does things immaturely too. And you're just like, okay, whoa. Right. Exactly. Um, what happened next? And then, um, Heather, (laughs) no, it's okay. Heather then, you know, pulls Lisa to the side and says something about how, you know, the Jack thing and Jack pulls up and then Heather did say something very sweet to Jack in like in a very sweet and respectful way. And I think that that was nice of her. I don't think she was going to say anything else, but she was just like, your mom wished that you were going to like the South of France, but he's going to Columbia. Right. So yeah, that's, and that really is, that's all that happened. And then, but then we get to, um, Whitney's prison party. Did you not watch this, Roxanne? Um, yes, I did. But wait, I did want to say what was so funny, um, is I'm actually messaging my husband who's not like, and, and I'm like, can you please come grab Sloan who's right next to me and distracting me like crazy. So I'm sorry about this, but Sloan was so uh, cute earlier today. She's like, she does it. She does a thing now. Charlie does like, Hey, Chantal. Hey, Roxanne. Roxanne. But then today, but then today Stop. she added it's Saturday and we are, cause you know, sometimes Roxanne will be like happy Sunday or something. Yeah. And Sloan's like, it's Saturday. <laughs> And I'm literally telling her to stop because she keeps taking my Mac. I swear she's my middle child. She keeps taking my Mac and throwing it on the floor. And right oh now my. she just took out my Mac to throw <laughs> it on the floor. And I'm like, help me. Um, gosh, sorry. Um Well, we get to but, the prison party for Wait, wait, you didn't you didn't like wait, you did touch on this, but I think Lisa's explanation to Heather and why she didn't invite Heather to Jack's brunch, like, was was really good. I yeah. mean, she's she says she's respectful of her journey. But that's her damn child, period. And I just want you guys to know that I, I don't want to hear about this Mormon stuff anymore, okay? So um, I'm over it. Um, so, oh, yeah. So it's the prison party. But before the prison party, Lisa does seem annoyed with Angie not being honest about her relationship with Monica. And she wants Angie to be upfront about it, which I understand. Um, but, Chantal, I don't know if you noticed this. Lisa always does this. She'll be talking to John, and then she gets distracted with her phone and loses her train of thought. And it's so funny. But also, my husband would get so annoyed with me. Um, I mean, it's just rude, you know? It's like you're having it a is. conversation. He's trying to be there for you. And then you're just like, one second. And then you're on your phone. It's like, hey. And he's patient. Like, he's super patient with her. He's a, he's a godsend. That's all I can tell I you. I swear. Um, all right. So it's Whitney's Prism uh, event. And Angie is now good with Monica. So it's an uncomfortable situation for her. But Monica did make a good point where she said, I'm not putting you in the middle to feel uncomfortable. Which I don't think Monica does do that. No. And I think sometimes, like, friends, like, need to understand that. People can let things go if they have that conversation yeah. with somebody. And just because you are have you're still on bad terms, this is why you don't go so hard for your friends sometimes. Exactly. Like, this where, is Lisa, where loyalty Lisa keeps bringing it up. Like yeah. I got your back. Yeah, this is where loyalty really like it's crossing the line of loyalty. Like I have right. my back by saying it's wrong for her to do, but you don't have to you don't have to fight the battle for me. Right. This was so fucking unhinged, though. No, this is Lisa was not. This is not a good episode for Lisa, and this is where <laughs> I can't stand Monica. Why are you laughing? Because yeah, it really wasn't a good episode. Oh. It was like I, I don't even know how to. I don't. When I was writing notes, I'm like, I don't. I can't even recap. This. Roxanne loves Lisa so much that she's like, I can't. I don't want to say anything bad about her. But it was. It was a fucking bad episode. Yeah, Lisa, she well, just. Well, she was pulling Angie, um, for Whitney's speech, and they're both doing this like kid stuff where it's like, Nah, nah, who's louder? Yeah. What? And I'm <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And they just Le- kept triggering each other. You guys, this is so awkward. I would, I would want to pull my hair. Yeah, and Lisa is like, "Stop right now! We're here for Whitney." And she's like, "You're not my mother." And Lisa responds, "No one wants to be her mother." Clearly, and oh my god, Ooh. I'm scared for all of them. You guys, same. I'm scared. 
And then Monica looks at Angie during the speech and is like, uh, she has the nicest leg. And Lisa's crazy ass is like, don't be <laughs> his ass. And I just wish Angie had told Lisa she met with Monica prior and that they're good now. I know. Maybe, did they? Did that not happen? I, I don't. I mean, we didn't see it at least. But Monica is quick with it. Like, I'll give her that. But Lisa's all over the place. It's just so chaotic. Monica brings up Lisa's age and she basically, uh, that she basically looks older than anyone. And you know what? The one thing I can respect about Lisa, she tries to be natural. I mean, look, Lisa could do a million things to her face like every housewife does. And she doesn't. And I feel like that should be celebrated in a way. Yeah. Um, that channel, that's dead ass how we're going to age. No, I know. I, I agree. And I just, I feel bad that she constantly keeps bringing up her looks on her age when there, when there's like a lot more older people on the, on the cast. And I think Lisa did. Who did has say gotten tons of work done and she just hasn't gotten work done. Um, like that. I think whoever, whoever mentions looks first are, is always in the wrong. And then you can, then you can come back and, you know, comment on her look, but whoever does it first is the one that's always in the wrong, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, and she keeps bringing up her age and she keeps bringing up everything. I know sometimes people say, okay, have, like, um, you need to tell Sloane to stop. Stop <laughs> Sloan. Mommy's working. Okay. But you can't, you can't throw my computer on the floor. Okay. Here you go. Go and go in, go with daddy, please. Um, my husband's fired. Like, oh my gosh, Rex, I'm gonna rage after this. Um, it like I even wrote. I just said it was it, Lisa. You know, I will say Monica's quick with Elisa. Um, they all just had crazy comebacks. It was all so much that I can't even recap. They get in each other's face. Then when Monica and Angie are talking about it, Monica's like, "Look how she treats you." And Lisa is, you know, forgetting where they're at and why they're there. Um, and then Lisa sees uh, them, them two hug each other, Angie and Monica, and she gets triggered over that. And I don't know, my head really hurt after this episode. I just think Lisa had no self-awareness at this, at this point, because even the way she went up to Winnie twice at her own event to like talk about her, it's like, Lisa, this is not the time. It was just, it was unhinged, you guys. It really, yeah. really was. Um, but Salt Lake City is so good, you guys. It's so if you guys aren't watching, go ahead and watch. Oh my gosh, it's so good, so good. Um, so Beverly Hills. Uh, can we talk Beverly Hills? Yes, it's. Um, not, I, I feel like we both said we didn't hit write a lot about it because there wasn't a lot going on. But Roxanne, how funny that they were staying at Resorts World where we stayed, and their suite and their stuff looked so much better than our room looked like. I did. I did put that. I did put that. There's so much chaos going on in my. <laughs> now you guys oh my gosh I did put that I was like wow like that definitely wasn't the experience when we went to Conrad I feel like there was a lot of bad things that happened when we went but um I would have loved to have that suite Chantal do you see how nice that gym was I know they were staying at that like the Crooksford kind the area the other one that like yeah I we saw. saw you know Lisa and them walking to <laughs> yeah Lisa that and area I walked in there it was for sweets um, this episode was weird. It really was. And it painted Sutton in a different light where I'm like, you know what? I think I'm turning on Sutton. No, I, oh, she's so annoying to me. And yeah. I know she's good for the show sometimes, but this is like to the point of like, ew. Yeah. I got the ick from her. So Sutton is talking about the dating game and how she can't get a second date. And I'm not shocked. I feel like she'd be hard to date. And I was dying because when Dorit talks about, um, it in a confessional, uh, we find out that apparently Sutton asked a man to fly and go to an event with her on the second date. And then when Doree talks about it, she's like, imagine if roles were reversed and a man asked you and told you, I want to fly you out. And she's like, wait, that actually sounds like super sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and I died because like, 
Yeah, it totally was. And I feel like Doree is killing it in the confessional game this season. Yes, yep. She's bringing it. She's bringing it more than anybody. I will say I died when Garcella asked how she had those babies because same, I truly want to know how Sutton ever was in a marriage. I know. But then I also like, which we'll talk about, I guess, more. I think I think they're taking it too far sometimes, poking fun at her because it's going to get annoying for her. It's like the one or two jokes about her dating life and her not getting a second date. Okay. But then they're going to keep going all season long with her. Right. Um, I don't, I, I, I guess like, again, I just don't know how I'm feeling about Sutton this season. Like I liked her last season, even with her assistant, like it's not funny. I don't know if I'm feeling her. No, the fact that your assistant is running, I mean, I just can't. I mean, maybe that's a relationship, so he does it on purpose. It but... seems like that's the relationship, but it was yeah. just, like, a lot. Um, when Erica was getting her makeup done, like, you can't deny that her face looks really good. Like, her, she has good skin. Well, it's funny that um, they all brought, like, their glam except Doree and Kyle, which you think that th- them too. I would think but Doree it, would. And, yeah, and you could so tell the difference when Doree does her own makeup compared to when she gets a glam because her yeah. face did not look, you know, glammy enough. So they are in Magic Mike. Tr- okay, truthfully, PTSD. I- yeah, we why from, from Jersey Men and Magic Mike at BravoCon. Oh my gosh, yeah, so true. That was such a fucking shit show and a mess. Yeah. For, well, for me, I hate these type of things. Um, like I'm like that person who's like, this is not hot to me. This is like so like embarrassing. So I am like the biggest buzzkill with these things. Um, but I would take one for the team. Like it's fine. I, you can see Sutton got mad because she wore pants and wanted to go up there, but it was for Crystal's birthday. So of course they're going to ask Crystal and of course they're going to ask Erica because Erica brought them to me. That is why Sutton was mad. And I'm just confused by Sutton because we find out that she's mad that her friends went on stage and that, you know, uh, they had a man's face on inside of her legs, but Sutton literally, and I love that. See, this is shady producers. They kept doing this that we are seeing her saying, I'm going to wear pants because I'm so excited for this. Like, I'm going to wear pants because I'm so excited for this. Like, it was the way she acted was so unhinged, you guys. No, this is not. She wanted attention and she didn't get the attention. So that's why she was mad. And when you go to those shows, and especially I know, Rexanne, you don't like it. But imagine you're getting special treatment. You're on the balcony. They're giving you guys all the attention. You're probably getting treated like VIP. You would have fun. It's like when you're just like just sitting in a chair, not doing anything. Like that's when probably it's annoying. Yeah, to me, again, the reason she didn't have fun is because... Like she, she didn't, didn't get, get the attention. Yeah. yeah, she didn't get the attention 100%. So that so the fact that she was acting that way was very 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 scary and crazy. Yeah. Sutton's like again, she's losing her shit. I'm not liking the side of her. I don't like how she's being with Kyle either. Kyle is actually right in all of this and I know people will choose a lot of the time Sutton over Kyle. There's been times where I'm like, "Kyle, come on." But Sutton's calling Kyle a bitch and Kyle's like at least like she was going to the bathroom, but she was checking on her. And I'm not understanding it. And the crazy thing is Kyle's sober. So she's probably like, what the fuck is happening? I know. and But I loved how Kyle right away like called her out. Because they yeah. kind of do have that relationship a little bit. And she did was like, are you sure it's not about the pants? Right. I know. And But why I, was Garcelle such a little, like, be not trying to say anything? Like, she's so nice to something. I know that's her, her girl. But it's like, call her out, too, about I it. I know. Garcelle, the one thing about Garcelle, she does this thing where she talks in confessionals. And she doesn't really say it to anyone's Yeah. Name. Um. Sutton keeps saying, but she did with her son, so whatever. Sutton keeps saying the crotch thing, and Erica comes, and she says she's not going to let this get to her. And I was just, I was just embarrassed this whole time. Um, But I, I did love Garcelle's shade in the confessionals, but I just wish she would say that to herself. 
overall, I think Sutton was mad she wasn't getting attention, and I would have been embarrassed by her. She does apologize to Erica. And then they go to dinner, and they're playing a game. And Sutton says if she was in a relationship, she'd have sex twice a day. And there's just no way. And later on, Kyle was like, I feel like the way Sutton was acting, she was embarrassed. And I couldn't agree more. Sutton, like, suddenly wanted to act like she was, like, this cool, like, horny person. But, like, you can tell she's absolutely not. She's like, I have sex toys. I play with sex toys. I did it today. And I'm just like, Sutton, sit your ass down. Like, you just acted crazy over nothing. And now you're acting like you'd have sex twice a day. Girl, bye. It's What is it? Like, own, be true to yeah, yourself. Right. It was weird. But The Southern I, girl. Yeah, literally. Um, I also find people who go to gym at 530 obnoxious too. <laughs> but I'm jealous because I just would never. Yeah, I think I think I mean they slept at 1 30. So she the fact that you slept for four hours and then woke up, it was just still even drunk or not drunk. You need more sleep than that girl. Right. Yeah. Um they're having breakfast and Garcelle brings up how she didn't feel they were genuine towards her. Well, because well hold on. Like, the night before the night before yeah. when when Dorit was trying to like suck up to Garcelle about how she messed up last year, it, it was a little sus. It's like why are you like or she was just trying to suck up about her kids like you're such a great mom and it's like and it's suspect because like the way you did act last year and the way like her kid was like the blunt of the button of your guys' jokes and like yeah. i would be the same way of garcelle thinking like you know ruminating it at night and thinking like do i trust these girls like why is she trying to like suck up to right. me right now right well yeah so garcelle brings up how she didn't feel they were genuine and that she's not comfortable about speaking about oliver and like his troubles after they left at jack's and I wonder if she told producers how they felt, how she felt. And the producer said, you have to bring it up the next day. Uh, maybe not, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, maybe that happened. Well, Doree is making this about her. And I think Garcelle is just saying in general, what's rich is Doree's like, well, it's been over a year, a year, get over it. And here I'm thinking like your incident was over a year, get over it. Like you yeah, did don't all say the, this to anybody. Right. Like you've been you especially if you of all people are going to say that when you're still acting like triggered which you can but like you of all people are going to say get over it after a year exactly there's a time right um kyle seems very understanding about why garcelle feels that way and Dorit is making this again about her and kyle's if you look kyle's looking at Dorit like what the fuck are you saying dude i know like just shut up and like because you know what i swear garcelle is not being sensitive about it she's not saying anything wrong i can see like imagine a moment of garcelle being something garcelle being dismissive to one of the ladies or something let's say and then all of a sudden Dorit will be like look how she's dismissive like she is with her son like Dorit would make someone would make a comment so like i do understand why her not wanting to open up because they'll throw it back on your face all day Right. Um, so, yeah, that was Beverly Hills, y'all. There was there. I, I still think it was a good episode, but there wasn't just much to talk about. But I didn't think it was like a boring episode. There just wasn't like crazy drama. I still enjoyed watching them all at the Hilton Hotel. Like I, I, I enjoyed their Vegas. They even went to that sushi restaurant that I wanted to go to, Rexian. And then, of course, we didn't because of you. Right. Oh, yeah, because I said I didn't. Oh, I did. you know what's so crazy? I was like, at first I forgot they were at Conrad, and I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, that looks like Conrad, which was funny. Um, So let's talk Miami. I just have two points to make about Miami. Oh, go um, ahead, because I did not watch, so have fun. Oh, okay, good. So just two points that I wanted to make uh, because I did it while I was blow-drying my hair, so I didn't write notes. I just wanted to say that Adriana is Alexia's biggest hater and literally wants the worst for her. Um, like she, again, we talked about this last week. She just got good with Alexia. Why is she saying anything about Todd and Alexia's marriage to Todd? Like Chantal, I guess apparently when she left the party, 
she saw Todd and she asked if like they're good and Todd was like I yeah we're good you know and then she brought up like she's like oh like um something with your marriage like you guys have to work on your marriage and he made a comment to her about it and he like basically said yeah and then she's like telling everyone um but I I truly don't think they're struggling. What I think is that Todd doesn't want anything to do with the show, and Alexia does. But her Dude, even that's gonna make that's gonna make Alexia not come on next season if she really is caring about her marriage. But like, I also feel like that's always the worst position to put your wife in because, like, you know, God forbid it doesn't work out, or they're just always gonna re- re- like resent you. Like Alexia is an OG. I know. But her even having the balls to look at Todd and say. Uh, like you guys are going to work on your marriage is wild. She to me is Alexia's biggest hater. She wants the worst for her. You cannot tell me otherwise. And Alexia even said that in a scene. She's like, if I got divorced, if she heard me, she would be happy about it. And I agree. And so why would you ever want a friend like that? Like stop inviting exactly. her. Go back to Marisol. Go back to Marisol and do what Marisol's doing. But I do want to say something that was funny about Larsa too. So she's a lot like she, Marcus is leaving for two days and she's having like separation anxiety. So she's having a welcome home party for Marcus, which is so intense. And I died because there was a scene <laughs> where Kiki was like a welcome home party for who your kids. And then she's like, no Marcus. And then like Lisa looks at them and she's like, you're so annoying. Like this relationship is so annoying. And that ty- type of couple is annoying to me, but maybe I'm a hater. I don't know, but I'm just like, that really is too much. Like, where are your kids mama <laughs> i'm sure her kids are there but they're all, she, and they're all grown up too except her yeah, daughter i know but i just had to point that out because i was watching i haven't finished and i'm just like she is their biggest hater dude she really really is i uh, agree but yeah you guys i am sorry this is a chaotic episode if you guys were on our patreon there's so much chaotic shit that happens on our patreon it's very intense so like i'm not used to it happening now because my kids are usually in school but nope, not today. So um, I'm sorry for all the chaoticness, but thank you guys for all the support. So much good feedback on our BravoCon um, recap. So we appreciate that because we did spend time and we wrote notes and we did all that and so much love. On yeah, and especially after and especially after hearing like other um, celebrities, like the people that were actually there and their like little stories. I'm just like, you guys didn't even care to like come back and tell anyone anything, huh? Right, I swear, so true. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe because then you'll get. Oh, Chantal's getting out of her car. She yeah. said it's over. She <laughs> said it's done. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>